You're listening to the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. This is a conversation all about leadership, vision, and joining in God's activity wherever you are. You can follow along with today's episode using the show notes at hopechurchonline.com slash podcast or on your favorite podcasting app. Thanks again for tuning in today. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to episode number eight of the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. My name is Scott. I have the privilege of leading alongside Pastor Vance here at Hope Church in Las Vegas. Um, this is really a, a second part of what we did last month in the month of June, um, talking about something very significant, really under this banner of leadership failure 101. So if you have not listened to last month's episode, highly encourage you. We're picking up right from where we left off last month. So please go back and listen to the June episode of this podcast to really catch up on where we're kind of the stream of what we're talking about today. But before we jump into content, of course, I'm here joined by the man of the hour, Pastor Vance Pittman. How you doing, Vance? Doing great, Scott. Uh, really enjoying this season here in Vegas, especially uh, we're right in the middle of the Stanley Cup Finals with the Vegas Golden Knights has taken our city by storm, and we've all become rabid hockey fans at Hope, so uh, really enjoying it. Last uh, last month when the podcast launched in June, we're talking about hopefully beating the Jets in the Western Conference cha- Final, and uh, we did that. So hopefully by the time this airs, we are the Stanley Cup champions. That's the plan. We want to win the Cup, bring it home to Vegas, and take it down the Las Vegas Strip. Amen. So... Last month, we jumped right in to talking about this idea of leadership failure 101. And there's really four questions we were asking all leaders to consider. Uh, We'll go over those in just a minute. But Vance, where from scripture, obviously we are believers, we are Jesus followers. We are not just pursuing leadership for leadership's sake. We believe it's a biblical idea. We talked about that last episode. Where are we getting the content for these two episodes from scripture? Yeah, we read it last time, but it's really out of Exodus chapter 18. There's a story where Moses is leading and the leadership that he's demonstrating is really um, poor leadership. Moses is allowing everything to revolve around himself. And his father-in-law Jethro really challenges and confronts him about this issue of how he's leading. And uh, I'll read two verses out of Exodus 18, verse 17. Moses' father-in-law said to him, The thing that you are doing is not good. You will surely wear out both yourself and these people who are with you, for the task is too heavy for you. You cannot do it alone. And that's why we kind of jumped in with this idea that leadership failure 101 is when you don't make new leaders. You're not developing new leaders around you because that's what Moses was failing to do. He was doing it all by himself. And I think it's important to note as we begin today um, that Jethro pointed out something significant. He said, this is not good, but it wasn't just good for Moses. It wasn't good for the people he was leading. So this being not good had a twofold negative effect. It wasn't good for Moses. As a leader, when you're not developing other leaders, it has a negative effect on your own life personally, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. It wears you out, but it also has a negative impact on the people that you're leading because you're you're decreasing the bandwidth. There's not enough ability and bandwidth for the organization or the people that you're leading to experience all that God may have in store for them. So uh, it's not just negative personally, it's negative for the people that you're leading as well. And, and Jethro's pointing that out and giving some great insights in, in this passage of scripture. 
Yeah, so again, just as a reminder, this whole idea of developing the leaders around you, developing the people around you, we have talked about last episode, and we're going to jump in this episode. But really, the, the content is based around four questions to consider. Last time we talked about two questions, and we're going to talk about two questions today. So to catch you up, uh, four questions to consider. The first one we talked about is, what is it that only you can do as a leader? Pastor Vance talked about that in depth. What is it that only you can do as a leader? That's a question to consider. And question number two that we talked about last week or last month is who's around you that can share the responsibility of, of leading? Who's around you? So what is it that only you can do as a leader and who's around you that can share the responsibility of leading? So that is a lot of content that we went through, really 30 minutes of straight content Pastor Vance taught through in the June episode. Make sure you go back and listen to it. But jumping in for questions three and four for this month, here's the third question for you, Vance. What's your process? This is a question that leaders must ask themselves. What's your process for developing leaders? Yes, Scott, I think that's an important question because uh, the development of leadership does not just happen randomly or haphazardly. Uh, there has to be intent and development and design and, and a process for developing new leaders. You see that in the life of Jesus. Jesus spent three and a half years of his public ministry in large part devoting his time to developing the leaders who would ultimately lead the, lead the movement that we know today to be New Testament Christianity. But Jesus spent most of his public ministry developing leaders. There was a very intentional process uh, that Jesus led. And you see that here in this, this story with Moses and his father-in-law, Jethro. Jethro began to speak into Moses' life about this idea of developing the leaders around him. And as you read through the passage, we won't read through it again, but as you read through this entire passage, you see some components of that process. And I think it's important to note that there is no one method to developing new leaders, but there are some components that any method needs to have. And as you read through this story, you identify some of those components. And one of those, the first of those components is simply identifying new leaders. Uh, the text tells us in verse 25 that Moses chose able men. The word chose in Hebrew is a word that denotes choice based on thorough examination of a situation and not an arbitrary whim. Moses didn't just line them up and you know go any, many, many, mo. There was a real process, a thorough examination that Moses put them through to be able to identify these new leaders. So part of the process of developing new leaders is, is whatever that examination process is going to be. For example, we have a stewardship team at Hope, which is a lay team of leaders that serve alongside our pastors to provide accountability, wisdom, and insight. We've talked about that team in some of our episodes in the past, but we have a thorough examination process that we use to bring people onto that team. Uh, it, it addresses their, their walk with God spiritually. It addresses uh, how they view stewardship. It addresses the, their practice of spiritual disciplines, their understanding of servant leadership. So identifying new leaders is an important part of the process. A second part of the process is then equipping those new leaders. In verse 20 of this text in Exodus 18, the Bible uses two words again. It's, it's the word to teach and then to make known to them are the two concepts that it says Moses was involved in. The, the teaching them, Scott, is about warning them or, or teaching them, or it, it comes from a Hebrew word that the root means to shine. It's the idea of shining some light on some things that they may not see. 
as a part of your process, you need to be equipping these leaders. And part of that is, is from your experience as a leader, you're identifying things that maybe they've not seen before, opportunities that maybe they've never encountered or challenges that they've never experienced. You're, you're teaching, you're shining light on things. And then secondly, this Hebrew idea of making something known, it's a very relational term. Uh, it carries the idea of showing them by how you live. It's the concept of modeling. So in, in addition to having, a, as a part of your process, identifying leaders, a second thing needs to be the equipping of these new leaders. And you do that in large part by modeling with your life and allowing them into your life. So it's a relational process. Yeah. I, I, when you were talking about identifying new leaders, I thought what you said last episode was so good as far as how you identify some people around you. You had mentioned you look for people of influence. These are people that are already having people around them that are following them. You look for intimacy, meaning people like you just mentioned that spend time, that know what it means to walk with God. And then you're looking for people of integrity. So again, that's just a, a, a throwback to last episode, but those are just three things to look for as you identify new leaders. So identify new leaders, equip new new leaders? What are a couple other uh, ways? Well, there's a couple other parts of the uh, components to this process of, uh, or making sure that you have a, a process for developing new leaders. You need to have a, a component that identifies them. You need to have a component that equips them and trains them and allows them to be walked with as leaders and develop. But then the third part of the process is there needs to be an empowering of new leaders. Uh, the Bible, again, in verse 25, it says, Moses made them heads or leaders. The, the word made means to place. Moses actually gave them a role and a responsibility in leadership. And uh, you cannot give responsibility without giving authority. Moses empowered them to lead. Craig Groeschel is somebody who, I mean, Craig Groeschel, he's just a phenomenal trainer and developer of leaders. But here's a quote from Craig Groeschel. He said, whenever we delegate tasks, we are creating followers. Whenever we delegate authority, we are creating leaders. And I think it's imperative in this thing of empowering leaders that you give them the responsibility, but then you also must give them the authority. To give people responsibility without authority handcuffs them in their ability to lead. So there was a clearly defined part of Moses' process where he empowered them. He made them heads or, or leaders. And then the fourth thing is coaching new leaders. Uh, the Bible tells us in verse 25 that they would bring back to Moses issues that were bigger than what they understood or where they needed more counsel and insight. So Moses didn't give this away to them and then just leave them be. He stayed involved with them in an ongoing way that involved communication. So there was this communication relationship that existed. And so again, I'll say it, there's no one method or process for developing new leaders, but there are some components. And here are the components. You need to identify leaders. You need to equip new leaders. You need to empower new leaders. And then there needs to be a method of coaching new leaders. And so the question that really leaders need to deal with, if we're going to really make sure we don't fail in this area, is what's my method for developing new leaders. The bottom line is, Scott, if you fail to plan to develop new leaders, you plan to fail in your mission as a leader. Yeah, that's right. And, and just again, to, to catch you up, the passage that we're in is Exodus chapter 18, verses 13 to 27. Um, and, and, and what you just said, I think is, is so crucial. There's people listening maybe right now that know that they're stretched. They know that there's some things that they have to delegate. 
but there's no plan to make that happen. We just gave you hopefully four very, very practical ways for you to take a step towards this, this uh, thing of developing leaders. You have to have a process. Pastor Vance just said it. Identify those people just like Moses did. Equip those people. Empower those people. But then also you are available to be a coach to those people. So again, third question you must ask and you must consider as you develop new leaders is what is your process? And Scott, even before you go into the fourth question and hearing you recap that, um, I think it's important to note that as you design this process as a leader, it doesn't always have to be you at every level of this process. You identifying people, you equipping people, you empowering people, you coaching people. It's about involving other people in the process, but, but, making sure you have all these components in place. You're not necessarily responsible for all of them, but making sure you have these components in place is critical to establishing the process because you will not develop leaders if you don't have the process in place. That's good. All right, moving on to the fourth and final question to consider for leaders. For those of you that maybe are out there listening and you still aren't quite on board with why it is important, fourth question is, why is developing leaders so important? Well, Scott, the bottom line is leaders don't last forever. Um, as you read this story in Exodus, you're reading about Moses, this great leader of the people of Israel. But when you open Joshua chapter one, listen to what Joshua chapter one says. Now it came about after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise, cross this Jordan, you and all this people to the land which I am giving to them, to the sons of Israel, every place on which the sole of your foot treads, I've given it to you, just as I spoke to Moses. So here he's talking uh, in this passage of scripture, and there are two different words here that are used for the word servant. The two times it's used to describe Moses, it means serving God as an act of worship. But the one that's used for Joshua is a word that means chief assistant to the one in authority. He'd walked with Moses closely. Moses knew that God's leaders change, but God's mission goes on. And that's why as you read over in Deuteronomy and you see the rest of the story that Moses had actually already empowered Joshua even before his death. In Deuteronomy chapter 31 and verse 7, the Bible says, Then Moses called Joshua and said to him, and don't miss this, in the sight of all Israel, be strong and courageous, for you shall go with this people into the land which the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall give it to them as an inheritance. So Moses empowered Joshua, gave him the authority and responsibility in sight of the people, in, in, in front of the, the, the sight of the people of Israel, fulfilling this process of developing new leaders. Yeah, and obviously we understand this all in light of God's sovereignty, but hearing you kind of walk that out just in the last few minutes, I'm thinking, what if this conversation between Moses and Jethro had never happened in Exodus 18? Thinking about Joshua, thinking about the story of honestly, the story of history, um, what if he didn't have the mindset of develop that, that one conversation? So it's just maybe cool for our leaders to think there's, if you could think back in your own leadership, what are those conversations that you know that literally changed my life as a leader? And what are those conversations you're having today that may be doing the same thing for the people in your life? And Scott, that raises a whole 
you know, other issue about leaders. And, and we talked about this idea of receiving counsel, but making sure there are people speaking into your life. Moses was a phenomenal leader used by God in a great way. But you see the extent of his leadership and the bandwidth of his leadership greatly expanded through this moment with Jethro, where he receives his counsel, makes changes in how he's leading, and ultimately the impact of that uh, for the greater glory of God. So let's continue down this. Why is developing leaders so important? We talked about leaders don't last forever. We see that in Joshua. What else under this banner of, of why it's so important? Well, a second reason why it's so important is because God's plans are bigger than my life as a leader. Um, we're here at Hope, and uh, we just a couple of years ago launched, uh, we're about a, well, we're just a little over a year now into a brand new 15-year vision that God's given us. Um, and we're calling it Next, What's Next for Us as a Church. But it was really, a lot of it was born for me out of a devotional time one morning in Psalm 33, verse 11, where the psalmist says this, the counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart are from generation to generation. And that word plans, it's, it's another, it's a Hebrew word that talks about plans or goals or steps that spring from the thoughts or, or mind or heart. And so it's talking about the plans that are in the heart of God, that God has plans. But I love what the psalmist said, his plans are from generation to generation, meaning this, the plans of God are bigger than my lifetime as a leader. It's bigger than me. And at our church, we've always had the idea that, you know, what God's doing in and through our church is bigger than our church, and it's bigger than our city, and it's bigger than our, even our country. Um, but when I read that verse, it really reminded me, man, what God's doing is bigger than our lifetime, that we're now as leaders laying and, 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 and paving the roads that our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren are going to run on, those wagon tracks that they're going to blaze uh, for the greater glory of God in the future. And so developing new leaders is important because what God's doing is bigger than your lifetime. And if we're really a steward simply for a season, then it's imperative that we raise up the next generation of leaders to pass the baton to so that the kingdom of God continues to expand and grow and thrive in the generations to come. So developing leaders is important because leaders don't last forever. Also because God's plans are bigger than my life as a leader. What's the third and final reason why developing leaders is so important. Well, and it's really a, a Christ-likeness issue, Scott. It's because Christ-like leadership demands developing new leaders. I talked about this a moment ago, but you know, Jesus spent so much of his time raising up and developing the leaders that would be the leaders of the early church, the movement that we know as Christianity. And I like to even say it this way. As a leader, Jesus focused more on succession than on success. Too many times as leaders, we spend all of our time, energy, and effort focused on trying to be successful. The organization that we're leading, the ministry that we're leading, the platform that we're, we're leading from, we want to be successful. But if you follow the model of Jesus, Jesus focused way more time on succession than he did on success. As a matter of fact, when you look at the end of his three and a half years of public ministry, Jesus had, if you want to use this terminology, he'd planted a church that had grown to about 100 people in three and a half years. That's not going to get you invited to any church planning conference. He's not going to be on the cover of any brochure. He's not getting a publishing deal from any publisher to write a book on church multiplication, church planning. One group, 100 people, one town. But he'd so focused on developing leaders that that small group of 100, 120 people became in the next six months, 100,000 new believers in the city of Jerusalem that 
began to explode and expand all over the world within the next 10, 20, 30 years. And ultimately today is a movement of over 2 billion people on planet Earth who profess to be Christian um, that all sprung from the ministry of Jesus and developing these these men that would carry on this movement that would turn the world upside down. So um, it's an issue of Christ-likeness. This thing of developing new leaders is about Christ in me living through me. If it's who Jesus is in the New Testament, then as I allow Christ to live in my life today, then developing new leaders is going to be a priority. Yeah, to continue on that illustration of, of Jesus and the hundred, um, think about this as a leader. Who is in your upper room right now? Who are you pouring into knowing that they, by God's grace, could, could flip the world upside down. And so hopefully hopefully you got some content from this episode and maybe the last episode as we really looked at leadership failure 101. Things, the thing that you can do as a leader to guarantee failure is to fail to develop new leaders. And just to review the four questions to consider, the first one is what is it that only you can do as a leader? Number two, who's around you that you can share responsibility with? Third one, what's your process for developing leaders? These are the two we we did in this episode. What is your process for developing leaders? And fourthly, why is developing leaders so important? Pastor Vance, thank you so much for just all the content you gave us over the last couple episodes. A lot to digest, a lot to chew on. Any parting words you'd leave with our listeners before we end this episode? Just to say, uh, we can't just put this, we can't just have a process that we design and put it up on a board, put it on a whiteboard, put it in our office. It's got to be implemented. This, this principle of developing new leaders is something that must be implemented at every level, and it's something that we must take very seriously. So I would just challenge all the listeners today, regardless of whether or not you're leading in a church ministry context, or you're leading in a school, or in government, or in business, whatever it is. You need to make sure that you are raising up and developing new leaders, and it needs to become a major priority in your role as a leader. Yeah, we said it last time, but leadership is not just a buzzword. Leadership is a biblical word. We get it right from the Bible. We see it all throughout the Bible. And so hopefully this is some good content for you and your team to chew on. We hope you enjoy it. You are enjoying your summer. We will catch you next month for more awesome leadership content with Pastor Vance Pittman on the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. Thanks again for joining us for the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. You can find all the show notes on your favorite podcasting app or at hopechurchonline.com slash podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. We will be releasing a new episode on the first Monday of every month to help you and your teams lead like never before.